I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast, sponsored by Shergo Guitars. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Mark Packham. Hello there. Jay Cross. Hi. And Matthew Knight. Word. Yes. <laughs> and on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about new guitars from Ernie Ball and the next generation of digital amplification and taking loads of questions from the Guitar Nerds Facebook group. Uh, you can join the discussion there on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Now, before we get started on things, um, we need to introduce again this week's new patrons. So thank you very much to uh, to Ruben Stockruse, to Dave Finley, to Sean DeMary, and to Carl Tucker, who has upgraded a tier. Um, so thank you very much, everyone. Obviously, $10 tier people. You're still getting your song sung at the end, but those are the new people that have joined us on Patreon. You can join too for as little as a dollar at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Do the people, you know do the people who join mm-hmm. uh, now, yeah. do their names go at the end of the song? Uh, or do you what, just do you mean? sort of... So I, so I record a new song, new 10-tier debate. Uh, new 10 tier dependent yeah um on the on tuesday so the day before the podcast goes out so i check it on tuesday and if there are any more then i record a new song so basically for the sanity of the 10 dollar people who yeah. get their name read out at the end we need more 10 dollar people to mix up the song every week uh yes well t- to be honest i have to record one pretty much every week in fact this week will be the first week probably this year that i haven't Wow, to... people spending the big bucks. Oh, yeah. no, I was just, well, I was I mean, just thinking... Well, I mean, there's only been four or five episodes this year. No, that's true. <laughs> but... So, essentially, what you're saying is as long as you're a top-tier patron by yeah. the Tuesday... Mm, yeah. So, someone could just up their pledge, yeah. have the name read out, and then cancel it yeah, again. Yeah, absolutely. You could just do that. so that you have to record a new song. See, I wonder... What if they did that, like, you know... On a week, off a week, well, on a week, off a week, on a week, off a week. That's a great idea because, I guess, because you don't pay until the end of the month. So I yeah, guess yeah. that's a great way to get on the song is to, <laughs> <laughs> to upgrade to the 10 tier and then downgrade again before the end of the month. And I assume you'd only get charged for the... Uh, I, oh, so I, I mean, I don't, I don't really care about that. What I care about is 
uh, like people finding new ways to troll you. That's what I. That's what I'm into. That's what I, I'm excited about. Well, I'm quite excited this week because I don't have to record a new song okay. at the moment. So that's that's good. Less less work. What for are you going to do with that? Um, nine hours or whatever it is. That- <laughs> well, actually, I tell you what, I was thinking about editing the podcast when I when I get home. You'll have a um, whole free day tomorrow to do nothing. Well, no, I'd still have stuff to do tomorrow. But, sure. But because because I normally have to edit the podcast in the day rather than the evening because, of of course, I've got to, like, set up a, a mic and, like, pelt a vocal into, into it in, in the middle of my house. Sort of pelt thing, so. or pelt? Pe- pelt. 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 I pelt as well when I sing. Pelt. But yeah, I've yeah. got to pelt that vocal down the mic. So, you know, I need to do that in the day. I can't do that at night. But seeing as there are no new patrons i think i'll just i'll maybe edit when i get home free up some extra i, I tell you what what must your neighbors be thinking oh yeah I, ju- I just absolutely absolutely i mean have you heard the song in the end no, no. i mean it's <laughs> no, 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 I I mean, no it's it is some of my best work it's some of my well, best I mean, I've work heard polymath so I've that got doesn't like, <laughs> i i i made it's a pretty low bar i built like i built the drum the drum track from scratch from uh from from some some of the drum kits that come supplied on persona studio one um I, I built that i've got two acoustic guitars going in there playing just sort of complimentary things and a bass line and a little piano part as well i'm glad we pay you for this it's got like a chorus and everything there's a chorus now like it's the same whose name gets repeated last, well, no, uh, i think or it's, does it, it is, is it just you going just repeats guitar, guitar. No, yeah yeah but but there are harmonies like i've put some real effort into rather than last time where i was just like singing a different sort of relatively naff song each week this time i was like i'm just gonna make one good song but the problem is like i realized at the moment where we are with the amount of ten dollar backers is because the song's a particular length and it has two choruses within it, the names are in the verses and I have to get the names done in time for the choruses to come around. And right now, so you're getting back to this situation. <laughs> I'm going to have to write a new song. <laughs> or you're getting back to the situation where you have to fill it, fit everyone's name in so, one breath. One breath, yeah. That's uh, yeah. That is uh, that is going to be it. Anyway, um, actually, before we launch into the subject matter, as we discussed last week, we we have announced um, a new run of giveaways. So we've teamed up with Mikey Demas and uh, Red Beard Effects to give away a Red Beard Red Mist Mark IV Overdrive pedal. Um, so as before, as we've done before with giveaways, we're going to be announcing the winner right here on the podcast on the 26th of February, um, and entries open to listeners all over the globe. There are loads of different ways you can enter. You can enter on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Patreon. You can even email us. You can go to our website and fill out the form. Um, And there are links in the description of this podcast as well. All you've got to do is head over to your desired platform, find the posts. There are loads of them. There are many posts. Some people asked last week, they were like, oh, am I supposed to be writing on this post or this post because I didn't make it clear. I was like, well, there are lots of posts. I've posted many different ways about, about this. So you've, you can comment anywhere. I just will find somewhere. it. Just post somewhere. Just write it on a wall, like in your, yeah. in your town. <laughs> yeah, find, write it on a wall. I'll find it. You can go to your local council office, write it on the front of there. We oh. do not encourage that. <laughs> um, uh, anyway. All, all Worth pointing to- out that the draw will happen on the 26th. Yes. But it will happen on the 26th in your ears. It will have oh, actually happened right, on, the on the 24th. So, yeah, so that's don't, a good point. If, don't, on the, if you're listening yeah, to this yeah. on the 25th... Yeah, you're done, mate. I'm sorry. Unfortunately. You can maybe give me a call. Um, well, no, because it still would have been recorded by, by then. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. But I could, like, fake it. I could edit it out and put their name in instead. Yeah, okay. Um Sound, sounds bad. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, all you've got to do to 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 win um, is to uh, 
Uh, what have you got? You've got to yes, you've got to name. You've got to answer this question. You've got to name one piece of red beard merchandise. You Jeez, can... you've literally got a script. I don't understand <laughs> how you made my place. Struggling. It's a small font. You've got to name one piece of red beard <laughs> merchandise that you can buy on the Red Beard website. So to find the answer, just go to redbeardeffects.com. and we'll of course we're going to be using the legendary Wheel of Nerdune uh, to decide the winner. Uh, on the when do we get to that of, next week? No, twenty sixth of February, okay. mate. So that's obviously not next week, is it? Well, twenty fourth. I wasn't for listening. Twenty sixth. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. Anyway, whew, there you go. So that's that's the uh, that's the giveaway done. So you know, this week we're going to talk about a load of uh, guitar stuff. Plectrums. Okay. Bloody love them. I've discovered plectrums. So, <laughs> Such a wally. No, yeah, I know. Uh, right. So uh, I'll preface this by saying that I, I've been listening to a lot of Savages. At the moment, don't know what that is. Really good, uh, really good punk band. Um, okay, uh, I doubt they're a punk band, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I think they're a punk band. Um, I'll let Jay in the same way the future of the left are a punk band. No, 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 presume. no. These are these are these are definitely way more way I'm more look punky. At a picture of them. They're really good. <laughs> uh, I'll be able to tell. French French vocalist, although she sings in English, but the bass player is amazing. The bass player, I went to see their bass player. No, that isn't side a punk band. Project. I'm just. I hate to break it to you, but. That looks like something out of like a fashion magazine. They're they're fantastic. Please, please don't judge them before you've listened to them. They are absolutely wonderful. But I but haven't anyway. judged them before I listen to them. I've judged them on the fact that you like them. Yeah, oh, right. I see. Which <laughs> immediately means that so, I'm not going to like so them. So my precursor for listening to music is whether or not they're they're wearing like black suits. Right. Okay. That's so why whether I listen to so Interpol. So and, you are judging yeah. them on what they look like. Yeah. But Mark's not allowed yeah. to. Oh uh, yeah, but no, but it's different. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, they're really good. Their bass player, I've been to see. She's in a in a uh, has a side project. I can't remember the name of the side project where it's just two bass players. That's and, okay. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. But I've, that's not a banjo. I've, oh, that's a guitar. No, it's a bass. It's not a banjo. <laughs> but um, two always, banjos. I'm in. <laughs> I've uh, I've always really loved in her trouble. bass tone, and I've started listening to that band loads more. And I was like, man, you know what? I really like this. And I was thinking about other bass players that I like and other music that I like. And I was like, lo- most of the bass tones that I really like are pick tones. Yeah, Jay Cross, <laughs> big fan. Yeah, of course, massive fan Matt of Freeman. Jay Cross bass lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like J- Matt Jay Cross stuff. again. It's a little bit tasteless sometimes, Freeman. But but oh, yeah, it's, it's good. But it is a bit too much. It's a bit over the top, Matt Freeman. But anyway. This was just get out. Like it's such wonderful clangy P bass plectrum tones. I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to learn to play with a pick. So this week, when whenever I'm sitting down to play, I've been playing with a pick, and man, it is just it's much re- easier. <laughs> no, it's much harder for me. What? But it's it's rejuvenating. Well, it's much harder because I don't know where to what put you my did. hand. What are you doing yeah. with your hand there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a picking motion, Jay. That was a picking motion. Oh, okay. Yeah, but but I'd say do it in the uh, comfort of your own home. <laughs> but I found that uh, yeah, that I I really love the tone, and it's actually made me creative. Now I can't play as quickly. I can't do any of sort of the fills or complicated stuff quite like I can finger style. None but, of this makes sense. But um, but I'm really enjoying the tone and really enjoying being more creative. So I think I've discovered plectrums, and I think point seven three. I think Dunlop, that's Dunlop the, greens. Uh, well, my one, my ones are some loveless, loveless, some lovely walrus audio ones that are the, the, these blue ones that came in a in a lovely little sort of Altoid style tin. Um, that uh, they they seem to be about 0.73. I, I, we got them in some sort of a, a goodie bag. From, I'm looking from right walrus now. Audio, but they're very good. I think they're about 0.73. I know that because seven fives. Oh, seven five. Because I also have 
I have some yellow boss ones, Matt, that I think are 0.73. Do you oh. only use free picks? Well, no, I have like I've I've still got we've got to do another giveaway for the gravity guitar nets plectrum. So there's one and a half true. true ones, but um, but uh, yeah, I I mostly only own free picks. But I realise I don't know I've got boxes and boxes of plectrums. At yeah, it's like boxes full of plectrums from different brands because every time we get sent some something, they send us like a pack of plectrums, and then when it comes to companies that also make plectrums like Dunlop or Ernie Ball they just send us all the plectrums they do every time they do new plectrums so I have boxes and boxes of picks that just don't get used so now I'm using them 0.73s they're good I'm surprised I would have thought that'd be 2.3 mil mate (laughs) yeah I just in fact fact, my picks are not 2.3 let me have a look here sorry 3.5 oh that's that's this what you Matt, want. You're brick. using a house brick. <laughs> yeah. But this is the thing that confuses me about, That's about really than th- some of the strings. It yep. seems to me <laughs> most of the strings. It seems to me like you get less tone the thicker the plectrum. That, no, that's what it that's, feels like to me. No. It just sounds I more agree. like you're hitting it with something rather than actually getting that's the That's why I go for the Dunlop Green. It's the nice in-between. So between, what is a Dunlop Green? Uh, they like are eight, eight. 8.8s. Right. So it's in-between the sort of ones that are basically just cut out of a piece of A4 paper so I li- and then also what Matt uses. Right. So I like the Dunlop. Dunlop do grey ones that have grips on them, which I think is quite important if you get sweaty. And the 0.88. Yes, yes. Jay's just passing me one. No, this no, no. Exactly that's Oh, that's a, oh, that's a Fender copy of, a, of the no. one. No. Oh, right. I mean, yes. That's it's a completely a... <laughs> original design. <laughs> that's a one mil, Jay. Uh, it does say one mil. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, one mil. But, um, but yeah. That, I like that one. Like, yeah, that's that's pretty good. I like these ones with grip. I think grip seems to be important. Certainly, I get sweaty when I play. So I think whilst I'm enjoying this smooth plectrum at home, I'm probably going to need to get something with a little bit of grip for live use. But, you know. So whilst we're talking about plectrums, I'm going to use this opportunity to jump in and talk about plectrums, something that uh, actually very cool that Fender, you, the Fender in, released. You're in charge of plectrums, right? Uh, my plectrum manager. Yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> uh, something that Fender released a little while ago that I never brought up because I'm the only one who cares about it. But I, now that you're talking about it, I'm going to jump in. So I think it was a Winston Is it an electric plectrum? Like an electric toothbrush? Electrum. No. a plectrum. So, uh, <gasps> electrum. Electrum. I'm copywriting that. There you go. So, uh, Winter Nam last year, Fender released some uh, ple- some picks called Duratone. And uh, basically, I got loads of questions about them. People saying, why are they weird thicknesses? Why are they different sizes? Uh, you know, they're not just what you would expect, which is, you know, 0.88, 0.73, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason for that is uh, if you, I'll, I'll hand this one to you that I have in my in my hand, uh, you. you'll notice that it's got the seventies logo on as opposed to the spaghetti logo. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the gauges are 0. 0.46. Uh, is this seven, six? I that is nine, six. nine, six. So it's 0. 0.46, 0. 0.71, 0. 0.96. Um, and basically the gauges that the picks came out in are the gauges that were available when Fender first started doing plectrums right. in the 70s. Oh, that's and, interesting. Yeah, I think so it's, it's really like cool. vintage correct plectrums. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> they, come in, is... they come in like Fender colours. So I'm there's like so surf green and uh, that's, I mean, it's not really Fiesta red, but that's what it's called. This is taking blonde. like vintage correct to the next level. Yeah, I'm really into I, it. I really like it. I think it's a really cool little story. And it is exactly the sort of thing that I would have loved to have found out while I was working in a guitar shop. Because people come in all the time and they're like, oh, have you got any like have you got any picks and it's always just like 
yeah, they're over there. You know, there's no story to them. I I think it's cool, and now I can tell can by like, the fact that everyone else has switched vintage off. Correct, please. that's why I didn't talk. Do about they come it. in three point five mil? Um, no, but what if I just get you Matt, three just use picks? your thumb. It's the I'll same you- <laughs> thickness. Yeah, but, that, but that's the whole point. It's like an extension of my thumb. It's like I've got a giant thumb for playing guitar. It's great. Yeah. Just hit it with a hammer and then it'll get bigger. That's what I saw on Tom and Jerry. What do you guys think about curly cables? No. Speaking of vintage Never. correct stuff. Never. Why not? Well, because like, they're not... You- they, they say they're like three meters, but they're actually about a meter because it's all coiled up. It, right, it depends. Right. So the fender ones that are available are nine point five meters. Right, so that's okay. quite a lot. So that's a but lot of tonal degradation. But it's actually more like three meters. More yeah, like three. Yeah. I but just find that if you put them, if you plug them into an amp head, then if you want to walk to the front of the stage, they'll just pull the amp head off. Mm. Not for me. Yeah. I don't see the point. I mean, do they you, look cool, but do you think you're going to? Do you think you're going to get like tonal degradation as well at the sort of lengths that they have to be? I mean. Have you, also, you've heard the music also, I play. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Who's plugging a guitar straight into an amplifier? Jimi Hendrix. Oh, oh my yeah. good. Uh, well, Some, he wasn't actually. No. But yeah, no. Sometimes. Absolutely not. It, yeah. Of course, exactly. was, no one's, going going straight 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 into, no one's going straight. No one's going straight into an amp head. Literally, no one's doing that. Oh, They're wait, going wait. into a pedal board. So your your argument is completely defunct. Okay. Well, in that, it pulls the lead out of your pedal board. Then. But that's the thing. It's like people say Have cable. Cable loss, tone loss. It's like once you're plugged into a pedal board, there's a buffer. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so it does if you're using cool. a. It does if you're using a 50 meter cable at the mm. other end. Yeah. So would you... is, if you want to look cool, don't use a curly cable. Really? You yeah. don't think they look cool? No. And they get they get tangled worse than normal cables. Mm. They they end yeah. up like Christmas lights. It's not no, for me. Yeah, really. Oh, I've never, I've never had one. Um, there's, there's one like at my house that turned up in, in the gig bag of a guitar I bought, but it doesn't work. Do, do you want one? I've got. Loads. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll get a curly cable. Okay. I actually do need to do some new cable purchasing. Okay. There's a question for listeners: What cables does everyone use? Because I always use those the Fender kettle ones. You know, you get those black sort of kettle lead Fender ones. I believe I've used the same guitar lead since 2008. Really? I have to replace mine, like, relatively... I mean, because they get trodden on, not because there's anything wrong with them. Yeah, I mean, mine basically never leave the house. Yeah. But, uh, no, the one, no, that's not true, actually. The one that I use for live... I played a gig once. ...only gets used live. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, at what least... What do you mean the one you use? I use one cable. Straight to the amp, isn't it? That's all you need. Oh, Why would you need you. more than that? I hate you. Um, I'm a bass player. Why do you need effects? <laughs> what do you think you are? Guitarist? How do you tune? You tune at the start. I don't use... I don't, yeah. You tune at the start. <laughs> and the, the set's 20 minutes long. You, your guitar can't go out of tune that quickly. Oh, what, it's what impossible. I, do, Joe, I, walk, oh, I walk over to it Dan Grace and I go, Dan Grace is there playing guitar on the side of the stage, like tuning up and down. I go... Can I have Dan, can I just uh, can I just plug into your tuner? <laughs> so then I plug into his tuner, I tune up, then I go and have that a beer. That is awful. And then we're spe- I, we're and supposed then to be back. a professional podcast. Yeah. We're supposed to be like telling people I, how to. I have never used a tuner on stage when I've been playing bass. <laughs> have you not? No, never. Wow. You are the uh, That's a lie. I had you a rack the tuner. Matt, the, uh, oh, you did, went, you did have a rack tuner. I went completely the other way at one point. <laughs> Sorry, wait. At one point, I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing lots of gigs and that. What I need is a wireless system and a rack tuner. So I did that, and then I realised that, that those two, they were one U each, and then the uh, Mark Bass head that was two U. I was like, I've gone from having no tuner and a tiny little portable head that I can basically carry with one hand to this huge box that doesn't really do that much more. I just, I could just have no tuner and a really long cable, and that's basically the same thing. Right. So I went back to that, and uh, my life was much better. 
should have used a TU one thousand. It was a, it was the the Korg one you had. Yeah, I had a Korg DT one thousand. Oh. I believe it was called. Right, digital uh, tuner. Yeah, one thousand. Wow. All you need is a cable. Basically, that's all we're saying. Get yourself a long cable. Job done. Stop. Stop telling people. Stop instructioning people. When badly. I first started, when I first started playing shows, I was going into a. My very first band, I was using a Line 6 Spider. Is that your Corn Covers band? No, no, I never did a Corn Covers band. I did buy a seven string, but I never did a Corn <laughs> Covers band. No, this was the Scar Punk band that I was in. <laughs> right. um, did you and... play the seven string in that Scar Punk band? No, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, I had to use the the Line 6, uh, like, Cat 5 cable yes. uh, channel selector. Oh, wow. And it was such a nightmare because it's... Uh, so I always got annoyed by the fact that it had, it had four channels. Right. And it was like, well, but what happens if I'm, you know, a bit pissed and I go up instead of down? So basically I have my clean sound, which was in channel one and three. And then I have my drive sound <laughs> that was in channel two and four. And so it didn't matter whether I stepped up or down. Now it that, still went to the right that channel. That is intelligent. That yeah. is smart. That's brilliant. You know, I do a similar thing now with my MS3 because the MS3, you've got banks one to four. But if you hit and, and because, you know, I use the switcher, but I actually don't have that many tones. So I actually only use the four tones. I just have clean drive, ring mod, and reverb. Uh, of course, uh, yeah, the, uh, the classics. <laughs> yeah. Can't believe you use a clean tone. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, well, no, no. The clean tone it just means just for tuning. It, it runs into a into a pre a drive pedal before it hits the MS3. So the drive is just an extra drive. But uh, but but anyway, that's that's the MS3. So actually, I don't ever need to bank on the MS3. But if you hit pedals one and two or three and four together, it will bank. So what I've done is set at least sort of three or four of the banks to oh, either side yeah, nice. <laughs> to exactly the same. So it doesn't yeah. matter because that, that's that's been problematic before when I've sort of hit over to a bank and it's like been something that I've been experimenting with on the next bank. So it's like all the reverbs and delays and, and you know, a, a vibrato all of a sudden on top of everything. So there you go. I mean, isn't, isn't that just... Yeah, I mean, no one noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll be easier cable straight into the amp <laughs> yes yes fine anyway um should we should we should we do some news there's there's not a, a massive amount of news uh this week which is fantastic Well, before so we, we do that then i want to talk about a couple of things that i did this oh, week do you, i'm so it's sorry right, it's jay that is so, so, all about rude. Joe. Yeah, so, so rude but actually if you hadn't apologized then it would have seemed uh more natural and right. you wouldn't have looked like this total idiot oh, that you are I despite like the fact that i said i've got a couple of things to talk about this week it's Joe. because you didn't add them to the document i don't need to add them to the document i told it's all about the document. I don't know if you know yeah, that. Yeah. So I went to Amsterdam this week. I went to uh, Paradiso, which is the, a really nice venue. A cafe. Sorry? A cafe. No, no. But <laughs> I'll tell you what. Another thing, we went uh, at lunchtime. We went to this uh, this place, this vegan place, and got had a very nice burger. And as we were leaving, I was like, can you recommend like a good place to get a coffee, please? And the waitress was like, you mean where does the best weed? And I, I like looking at me like nodding, my, nodding her head. Like, and I was like, you're English. And, I, and yeah, she's like, you mean, where does the best weed? And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I like, where does the best coffee? And she went, oh, oh, I don't know. Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> so like, we just ended up going like to a coffee place. But uh, I ended up going to Amsterdam and I saw Supergrass, who are a band that I didn't think I knew a huge amount about. Um, and I ended up going because one of my mates was going, but he forgot that he didn't realise his passport had run out, of, had 
was out of date. So I paid 50 quid to have his um, name turned over to my name on the plane ticket. And then I went with his two mates who he was supposed to be going with and had a bloody good time. Amazing. Paradiso, quality venue. Really, really good. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Uh, Mark, you have been. I played there. Yep, played in the, in the small venue, right? Yeah, yeah, the little downstairs basement. Yeah, 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 the, in the <laughs> toilet. No, I love telling you, sure, if you could actually get away with that. I did play there. Yeah, um, but it, well, yeah, it was in the small room. There's, there's like four venues in there, I think. Right. Um, and yeah, we played in the small one, but it's nice. It's one of the only times I've had a dressing room like just the band. My band has had their own separate dressing room. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember it being a good gig. That's good. We played there the day after we played in a place called Horn, uh, which is a small town where the toilets were on stage. So that's quite the difference. <laughs> what? Wow. Was there a door? Yeah, but oh, okay. actually... Oh, I pictured like a completely open <laughs> well, toilet. Well, well. <laughs> saying that, one of, there's two, there was two toilet doors, uh, men's and women's at the time, and... Um, we were sort of playing and then we realised actually the men's one, the door is just off. It's like off the hinges. So no one could use that. So there was just the toilet on stage. People were just queuing on stage to go to the toilet. <laughs> Next night in Paradiso, one of the best venues I've ever played in. It's ups and downs. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was really good. And um, Supergrass, as it turned out, bloody good rock band. Yeah. I thought I only knew like one or two songs, but I knew basically the whole thing. They were um, they were great. Really cool gear as well. Gaz Coombs has got a really interesting setup. Tell me more. Oh, I, I was stood at the back, oh, and right. also I was very pissed. But like <laughs> mainly, I was stood at the back. Yeah, uh, he's got some cool stuff. Matt Knight, how much do you know about uh, Gaz Coombs gear as well? All, all, I, all I remember is that their merch when they first came out was they had like T-shirts that said "Supergrass, your second favorite band." <laughs> so good <laughs> so uh, Gaz Coombs plays and he probably played it at this because it's something that he's played quite late in his career his craft ambassador okay um, which is a really interesting um, it, it, really interesting guitar like a single pickup single humbucking guitar with the humbucker sort of sort of in the middle but towards the neck position of the guitar like a really absolutely very uh very that sort of sixties. Um, uh, it looks like a weird burns. Yeah. Like well, he also plays lots of burns as well, okay. doesn't he? He's he's been known to play quite a lot of burns, uh, which is cool. So um, this is different to Kelly Craft, who is uh, the United States ambassador to Canada, which <laughs> is, is the what? only thing that I can find when I Google it. <laughs> um, yeah. He, okay. Fine. Yeah, it's a, okay. it's it's a very cool guitar. But yeah, he has. Uh, he's he's played uh, the burns. He plays. Uh, he's played a burns dream and uh, a burns custom legend, which is just the. Right. Uh, you know the the white and taut um, Titan War. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one. And also a classic guitar for a kind of like '90s to late '90s rock band to be playing, uh, which is like a Fender Tele Plus, is it? Where they've got the lace sensor oh, humbuckers in there. What a guitar! Like that's Old just that's a guitar that doesn't exist out of that time frame. Like <laughs> probably about. I mean, when did that guitar come out? Maybe like '95. So basically, like it's '95 to 2000. Basically, Gaz Coombs and Johnny Greenwood just bought them all. Oh yeah, well, for, kind of. With yeah. Gaz Gaz Coombs actually, because he he was endorsed by Burns at the time, and Burns obviously do so much more than just the guitars they offer servicing and stuff. So actually, his Tele Plus he got refinished by the Burns factory. 
Um, how do you so, know so much about Supergrass? <laughs> how do you know this? <laughs> because Jay said he saw him. So before we podcasted, I looked up some stuff about oh, it. He's actually done some research. You're making right, it okay. come across very natural. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very good. Right, Makes yeah, a change. Um, so, yeah, but the other thing that was really funny about being in Amsterdam was uh, whilst Supergrass were playing in Paradiso, Liam Gallagher was playing at like some big arena right. also in Amsterdam. And so the city centre was filled with absolute nutcases <laughs> it was so ridiculous we went right. into this one pub that was where like my mate ali who i was there with he's like he goes to paradiso quite regularly he really likes it and uh he was like this is the best pub to go to like the beer is quite cheap but it also is like it's never mad and uh we went in there and it was just filled with geezers in parkers <laughs> it was so ridiculous and like we were there a lot of vespers on the uh on the curbs outside i, I don't think they um I don't think they rode their Vespers to Amsterdam. No, I think they probably went easy jet. The one one chance I could have seen Oasis, I just went, you know what? It was at V Festival in 2005. Right. And I was like, a crowd's just going to be rubbish, isn't it? It was like... It was really. It was it was like really intense, but like so we went to a different pub, and they also realised that there was like loads of Oasis fans there, so they just kept playing Oasis songs, and whenever an Oasis song came on in the pub, the pub went absolutely bonkers. Wow! It was re- like at one point when She's Electric came on. Oh. Someone pulled out a tambourine yes. and started playing along. Yeah, <laughs> and halfway through the song, someone, halfway through the song, someone else pulled out a tambourine. So there was two tambourines. That's the just thing playing with along. big jackets like Parkers. Yeah, you know, can put anything in there. Fit a tambourine in there. So yeah, uh, yeah all in all, bloody oh, good. And I tell you what, Oasis banging. Like no, I was no, just. No, no, let's not do this. I can't believe you've only just discovered this. Well, not only just. I mean, I was. I had not. bought the story, Morning Glory, back in the day, but like worse. They're not a band. First three albums, brilliant. No, third one, not so good, but absolutely. You know. First two, oh. third, third one's a bit. What's the third one? It's, it's be here now. It's like the okay. opposite of music for me. No, I, I, I can't think of a band I can't stand oh, more. So it's good, just all turned right. up to ten. I don't see what's the problem. Mm. Great song. Like no Gallagher's. No Gallagher's. Like attitude towards guitar is yeah more is more i mean it's basically <laughs> spinal tap just more is more turn it all up what you gotta remember is joe hates choruses like songs that you can remember once yeah. it's finished joe's like no absolutely not i don't i like can remember bottom feeding music I that's remem- what i don't like. i can remember what it, the song was 10 seconds after it's no, finished no. i don't no, like it it's, it is literally that that i can appreciate music at a slightly higher level than three chords i'd say lower level no. it's four chords in wonderwall mate yeah, there you go. Uh, so, also, Dan. Speaking of Dan Grace, Dan was there with me, and he was letting me into the secrets of being in a uh, wedding covers band. And he said, like, if you're getting towards the end of the set and you don't want to play any more songs, you do Wonderwall because basically people start like getting off with each other, and, and then the end. and <laughs> nobody's like, right, yeah, let's have another song. Like, you finish with Wonderwall, and it's you know you're going to be out there in about forty five minutes. Yeah, very, very cool. Very, very cool. smart. Yeah. Right, let's uh, let's uh, let's do some news. 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 So I'm actually going to start the news in a in a slightly in a slightly different order than you guys what? might think from the list. Yeah. So so Matt, why don't we start with you? Okay. What do you want to start with? I want to I've talk about two news items. I want to talk about. Well, it's up to you. What do you want to talk about, Matt? I tell you what. Let's let's talk about Ernie Ball um, because they're the bloody best. Yes. And this um, has actually been on the list since Nam, and uh, and this is a, this is yes. a very exciting thing and something we should give some time to. 
yes, actually, um, just on their website now. So the one of the guitars we can talk about is not actually listed on their site now, but they do have uh, a blog from the NAM sort of launch press release of everything that was new. So the first thing and probably the biggest news is they have released the Saber. So the Saber is a kind of reissue as it were of the 80s um, model that they had. Oh I Basi- didn't I didn't know this was ever a guitar. Yes. Yes, previously one of the um I mean, if you look at it, you sort of get that sort of vibe. But now having the last 30 years of kind of like boutique guitar builders like Sir, it looks much more modern. But yeah. it was actually a um, a model way back in the 80s as well. Um, so effectively, what you've got here is a two humbucker, a kume body, uh, maple topped um, double cutaway like super strat, I guess. Or it's... There, it kind of looks like a modern day sewer, I guess. If you, like I said, if you're going to look at it now, but all of the features that you'd expect on a Music Man, so shelling locker tuners, their custom designed uh, trim, you've got five way um, pickup selector, volume tone, and they just look super, super nice. There's one Cobra Burst, which is kind of like a, a light brown to black, looks absolutely amazing. It's definitely probably the more subtle. Uh, you've got bougie burst which i think is their kind of like it's like a red and black uh honeysuckle which i'll be honest i'm not a fan of it's a very very um kind of pale uh les paul-esque color and then blue moonstone which is like a very very greeny blue um but yes i think this is their kind of like modern yeah rock guitar kind of spec wise this is so similar to the to the um the stingray guitar Yes, yeah. I mean, all of their all of their guitars follow a very very similar spec. I but guess. aesthetically, this is very modern, whereas the Stingray is probably their most traditional looking guitar. Yes, this one. I mean, obviously, again, bizarre that the fact that this is kind of like a reissue. Obviously, I'm, I'm sure they've done a few things to the body. They're saying here it's got a slightly wider neck um, than some of their other models. Um, slightly contoured body. Um, I'd imagine it'll have probably quite a thin neck profile. They don't really go into much details on the website at the moment. Fortunately, didn't get a chance to actually see it at NAMM. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some reviews coming out soon. But like I said, that Cobra looks absolutely wicked. Uh, it looks like the Cobra and the Honeysuckle come with a roasted maple neck, while the Bougie Burst and the Moonstone come with a rosewood fretboard. Um, although actually the blue moonstone looks like it might come with an ebony fretboard it does look a darker uh, shade than the than the the other it does, one but they're not again the website at the moment doesn't offer a huge amount of details on those i think i saw price about 2799 um uh, oh yeah rate. in pounds yeah probably because they're they're 3200 us dollars right yeah so about 2799 um not sure when they're going to be landing in stores, although I did see Rabia had one the other day, so I'd imagine they've probably got some some marketing stock out there. But yeah, definitely keen to try this. I think it's a very, very cool guitar. Not sure how the pickups are wired. Be interesting to see how they've done the five-way switching um, on that. I'm sure there's probably just some sort of parallel um, routing options when it comes to like tapping individual pickups. But yeah, definitely if you want to kind of go for something with that kind of like sur type boutique vibe, um a little bit more rocky with the two humbuckers and you don't want to go down the route of something like the uh the Mariposa. Um 
Now, on top of that, um, they obviously did a bunch of new colours, which I thought was quite cool. Um, hefty, hefty price tag on the on the sabre. Just before we move on to the colours, two seven nine nine. No, I, I think. think I th- isn't, isn't the Mariposa similar two nine? Yeah, but that's more, the Mariposa. That's the Mariposa. <laughs> so Omar can. Uh, I, I think that actually, I mean, to be honest, for me. I think they're all very reasonably priced because they all come in around the same price. So it's like when you look at Gibson and then you're looking at like a whole range of Gibsons and you, on the surface, they all look really similar, but the prices like vary massively where this is like, you pretty much know you're in for about two, five to three grand for a music man. And you've got a whole range of different choices, different neck profile from different bodies, different pickups um straight off the bat so i think i I think 2799 seems to be about the standard for most guitars now realistically from music man yeah no i I think there's you know oh custom shops lower end of the custom shops um same for the gibsons Uh, but then again sirs are around the same sort of price a lot of people tend to price it like 2799 i think it's like the nice price point under three under three grand i think once you go over three grand you tend to get a huge drop off yeah um but that sort of sub three thousand tends to be a, a far more attractive price i think it's interesting but- that music man have kind of the, i mean this is very much going after that sir market isn't it the uh the you know we, we were only picking that brand actually but you know to compare yeah. them to but th- that sort of run of of premium quality they tend to have quilt tops you know that sort of thing i think um the good thing about this and having you know us been to the factory and seen the way they're made obviously i have a much deeper appreciation for music man guitars having seen the effort they put into yeah, building them but also the quality of the wood stock that they buy the flame maple that comes up on music man necks and bodies is just absolutely unreal yeah um and it's it's roasted off site they use really really good high quality woods obviously they are all engineers to the core so these guitars are always like absolute perfection um that's the, the thing we we do definitely give music man an awful lot of airtime uh on this podcast I've, I've, I've but that's why man. that's why i'm saying is because they're just so very very consistently yeah. extremely high quality this episode of guitar nerds is brought to you by shergold guitars and their latest electric guitar the provocateur Celebrated by Total Guitar Magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergo Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar. From the brand that once powered the likes of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and So I Watch You From Afar and many others, comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars. Designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle and featuring a roasted mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA-made Seymour Duncan pickups, it's easy to see why Guitarist Magazine officially voted the provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019. You can find your nearest Shergold dealer at shergoldguitars.com. And if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergold dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergold will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at shergoldguitars.com. Shergold Guitars. 
Be your own original. Uh, yeah, it was a Music Man Luke 2. Um, so when I had my first job in a guitar shop, that was the, the only expensive guitar we had on, on display. I can't even remember how we came about it, but it was a kind of blue, that bluey, greeny sort of pearl color they had. It had the um, EMGs in it. It was a great guitar, and I always felt the neck profile was the winner with Music Man, and that's that's just never changed. It's always been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, on top of that, they've got new Majesty colours. Um, they actually did a couple of Ball Family Reserve music mans that John Petrucci has been promoting on Instagram, which no doubt have already sold. Um, the Majesty being their number one selling guitar, I think. Um, really? But got- really? You reckon? Yes, when we, remember when we went there, they were like, we basically just make, we make John Petrucci guitars like all day long. Um, you've got to think like John Petrucci is like, an absolutely massive influence in the guitar playing world. And I think still like dream theater, if you look at the dream theater gigs in like Europe compared to like the gigs they play in like Japan and places like that, they are, they are playing absolutely monstrous gigs. And John Petrucci is still just like a huge guitar hero. Um, a huge so, guy. He's so ripped. Oh yeah. He's absolutely stacked. Is it? Uh, I didn't think. I didn't really stacked. That. Yeah. Big beard, oh, big long beard. hair, big muscles. He's the dream. He's the yeah. dream man. Massive pectorals, <laughs> big biceps. What are the muscles called in your shoulders? In the top bits? Your lats. Is that what that's called? A lat? No, I mean, deltoids. No deltoids. Oh, he's got big deltoids, like really I mean, rounded just... deltoids. I don't think I've got any muscles in my shoulders. Yeah, honestly, it looks like it looks like he's wearing a padded blazer but it's not it's just a t-shirt and his arms lats yeah. is like across your back i think oh right okay I just did a quick bit of research <laughs> that was quick. Um, but uh yeah he is the bloody best um and he and with that he's released some new colors including pink sand hey. on his magazine which is kind of like a, a very very I, I doesn't look pink in the pictures it's kind of a very odd pink it's definitely not shell pink um pink sand red phoenix smoked pearl and ember glow um in the main it looks like the six and seven string versions can you describe well. what those colors are pink sand is how would i describe that i would say it's more red than it is pink um but it has the uh Flame Maple Shield in the middle, which is in a very, very similar pinky colour. Red Phoenix tends to, it looks a bit like a pearlescent, um, almost not burgundy, not, not, but I'm thinking burgundy mist. What's the red colour? Not, a bit like Candy Cola. That's the one I'm thinking of. Oh, I liked Candy Cola. Um, I was a fan. Smoked Pearl, see, I think these, these kind of look like those pearlescent car colours. Smoked Pearl is like a, a grey, to black um, with a sort of grey flame maple uh, shield. See, when you say smoked pearl, I'd have thought like uh, like sort of a, a smoker's Olympic white. No. Like my base. Yeah. It's just like I think the yellow. thing is dirty yellow, yeah. isn't it? I, when I was talking to Rabia recently about his new signature Chapman's, obviously the colour... They're very burly. Yeah, is, he was just like... No, I, just I don't make, mean like... Uh, I don't mean like like John Petrucci. Like John Petrucci, like yeah. <laughs> um, he was like, I can just make up the colour names. So I'm pretty sure 90% of most of the colour names out there just totally made up. I mean, they're just like, what should we call it? I don't know. Smoke Radiator girl. table. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then Ember Glow is a red to orange to black 
um, sort of burst with the sort of flame maple shield in the middle. Um, no changes to the specs, just the colours. The JP15, which is his sort of double cutaway, double humbucker. Lovely guitar. Uh, flame maple necked um, guitar has come in one new colour, which is Cerulean Paradise. Cerulean? Cerulean, I think it is. Cerulean. <laughs> Um, which basically looks like the ocean. So if you really like looking at the sea and playing guitar while lifting weights, this yeah. might be the John Petrucci model for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You've been spending all your life living in a cerulean paradise. 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 Um, then we've also got the Luke 3 um, killer guitar. This is the Luke model, but with the two humbuckers. And they have some amazing new finishes. Best finishes at NAMM. Uh, ocean Sparkle, which is basically a... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Kind of seafoam green sparkle. Uh, fuchsia sparkle, possibly the best color ever um in the world of sparkles and uh olive pearl not so fun yeah uh, it, kind it, of lo- it kind of looks like a sparkly olive, forest oh yeah that sounds like, oh i'm into that <laughs> if you like olives and lifting weights then this guitar might be <laughs> oh no wait i don't think luke lifts weights oh no yeah uh, what does luke do he plays uh, guitar for, and guitar. has done for about 50 years uh, in, and on some of the biggest tracks yeah known to man well, like um, physically big no, yeah, most popular. Oh, right. Most popular. Most popular. Um, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did actually get to see the Fuchsia Sparkle very quickly when I was walking around there, and that colour is amazing. Um, they also do the HSS version, which come in Cherry Burst and Luscious Green. Oh, um, luscious Green. Yeah, oh. it, it kind of looks a bit like a swamp, that one. Oh, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, I'm in. Um, luscious Green. Sounds like the sort of colour you can lick. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I think if you were, wrong think you? If you were licking things this colour, you'd be very sick. Oh. Um, it's it's not the kind of green that you want to lick. Um, Stingray specials now come in fire mist silver, ghost wood, ghost pepper, ghost and, and burnt amber. Have you ever um, seen a ghost wood? 
Yes. yes. Um, I haven't because there isn't actually a picture on this press release. But if anyone <laughs> see one, please send a picture ASAP. Right. Um, and then the Stingray Fives also come in tectonic blue sparkle, which looks amazing. <laughs> uh, this is ridiculous. Maroon mist, fire mist, silver, and burnt amber. Do you think uh, it's about time we came up with a new guitar nerd's color? Yeah. Like- Ghostwood. Yeah, cutlasses also coming ghostwood now, as well as um, maroon mist. Right. Um, the Stingray RS also now comes in ghostwood, and finally we get to the Valentines, which now come in TV yellow. Yes, Classic what? Natural. I didn't know that. And shell pink. Yes, of oh, course yeah, they do. do. Um, yeah. The, the, I mean, that's I the guitar nerd's guitar. It all goes back to when we met him at Nam. Said, "Listen, to guitar nerd's podcast, mate. Your guitar just won Gear of the Year." And he was like, "Oh yeah, I'll give it a go on the tour bus." He clearly rang them afterwards. Went, "These guys are the bloody best." Shell I pink. want two new colours: Ghostwood and Shell Pink. <laughs> um, and there we go, Shell Pink well, with the trem. As well, it's, right? it's the best spec: pink Valentine with a trem. No. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's it. Music, loads for Music Man, lots of new loads colors. Of colors. That's what they. That, that's what Music Man are about this year. New colors, and you know, obviously. But the TV yellow looks good with the um, tortoiseshell scratch play as well. I'm like, yeah, that's that is a that is a cool guitar. It's a cool color. TV yellow is uh, a, a fantastic color. Did we did we vote it best color above? Uh, did we do a vote on best color? We did. We did. Yeah, we did a Patreon. We did a Patreon episode. I don't think it was, was TV yellow. Only... I think it was just. It was I think butter it was butterscotch blonde. I was yeah. the only one defending Shell Pink in the end. I don't even like Shell Pink, but I felt we should stick to our guns. <laughs> I like should, you uh, two. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. We, anyway, what they got I, to do with it? Can I steal a bit of news on I, here? I actually was going to you next, Mark Pack. I'm going to steal a bit of news that's marked down for Matt because I also want to talk about a brand who are releasing some stuff in great colours. Do it. Kramer are back. And uh, according to their website, in pog form. According to their website, (laughs) Chrome are back. And according to the website, they're made to rock hard. Their website's fantastic. Make of that what you will. I've actually talking about their website being fantastic. While I've been doing the research on this and looking at the different models and stuff, I've just kept the homepage open in like a separate tab because it is wicked. It is great. That's a great background. Guitars.com. It is. You. You won't. You know. Every second will be worth it. So is, is that guy shaving his armpits? <laughs> it was weird, just that a man's got his arms in the air. But um, Kramer are back, and they're fully leaning into their sort of heritage as crazy '80s rock machines. And like the front page of the site is like all kind of like ACDC font and like bright colours, purples, blues, oh. like flames, all that kind of stuff. They it's are awesome. nailing it. But so what they've done is because Kramer guitars, I believe, have been sort of they're owned by Gibson, and they've kind of been like bumbling along in the background a little bit with you know Epiphone being a main sub brand and Gibson obviously being the main thing and I think it's just been like Gibson have owned them they've released a new guitar every now and then but what they've done now is kind of a clear delineation in the two types of guitars they're doing with three these, types of guitar uh yeah one of them's like a modern classic and custom isn't it uh the custom yeah custom graphics collection is another sort of thing I think oh, okay. I don't think they're like regular things that you can buy like on the website right. for example there's one guitar on there that's got some crazy flames on it but it's mostly the original collection and modern collection so in the original collection they're all 
basically super strats. So all we care about from Kramer historically is the is the Beretta. Yeah, kind of. Um, but the the Beretta is like their Strat shape. But then there's like a ton of different variants on that within the original collection. So, for example, they, and the good thing as well is a real range of prices and it's all pretty simple. So, starting off with the Focus VT211S, uh, which is their basically their like beginner's guitar. Uh, and they're like... $200-ish, $191 is the price that they've got listed. Um, and coming a cool range of colours, again, they're really leaning into this like bright, colourful branding. It's very much a Strat, though, the uh, the VT. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a, like a HSS Strat. It's, you know, it's your like Squire equivalent or, you know, whatever equivalent. Jay's rolling his eyes. It's your beginner's guitar equivalent. I don't know what else to say, but it's got like... Like Fender have never done a single cut. Vin- vintage style trim and, uh, you know, HSS. And it comes in a few different colours. Ruby, red, pewter, grey, candy, blue and purple. So with all these, they're Star leaning... Starcaster still in your catalogue, is it, they're, Jay? They're, anyway, they're, li- they're leaning in heavily. I'm just going to keep talking <laughs> and ignore what Joe's saying. They're leaning in heavily to these bright colours and like crazy kind of 80s uh, style stuff. So up from there, you've got the um, Beretta Special, which is a single humbucker maple neck strap. Now we need to... Amazing. Yeah, we need yeah. to stop on this one. The Beretta Special. What a guitar. Looks fantastic. Hockey stick headstock. Yeah. And- available in the best colour in the world. Uh, purple mauve yeah i mean it's a mauve style <laughs> yeah. purple and they're not loads of money they're 254 dollars maple um, maple maple uh fretboard angled humbucker it's an angled zebra humbucker in there so angled like a strap position humbucker and you know just an ordinary strap bridge with a single volume guitar that is one of the coolest guitars i've ever seen it looks seen. great um and then up from there and how much did you say they are uh, what did I say? Two hundred and fifty-four dollars. You talking pounds or, or dollars? Yeah. Dollars. Two hundred and fifty-four dollars. Double check that. What did I say? Two five four dollars. I need to buy one of these. Yeah. Considering I lost bidding on that, um, on that. Uh, you got some money to throw around. base just before we started here. So, I, yeah. Why not? I'm going to get one of these. So there is also the Beretta Vintage, which uh, basically is is a very similar guitar, but it's got a Floyd Rose on it or double locking system on there. Um, and then it basically go up as far as you want. You've then got the eighty-four, which I think is a more kind of like vintage correct version um it's very offset isn't it? oh okay so it's like some more it's different headstock and it's also got a seymour duncan humbucker in there rather than just i'm guessing their own and it's a proper one. floyd in there as well yeah uh oh no there is a seymour duncan in the beretta vintage as well so yeah not too much between those two and all the way right up to uh, i guess the sm1 is probably top of the range which is a much more modern take on it it's like um contoured body rather than just a regular a lot kind of contours here, yeah, reminds, yeah. yeah yeah very very more ibanez or the inlays yeah, i would say it's actually more like a kind of jackson oh yeah vibe. i guess it is you're right yeah yeah uh yeah you've got kramer headstock inlays on the uh on the frets and uh on the 12th fret you've even got a full headstock that says kramer on it <laughs> uh, i'm into it this one is like i think is a bit more serious than the others i would suggest i mean it looks cool again finishes they do orange crush which looks really nice and they've got like a uh here we go maximum steel Ooh, uh, what colour is that? It's actually my stage name. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like a pewter. I think I've seen a movie with that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I won't ask. Um, and uh, yeah, so whole range of guitars in the originals. Going on onto the website, it's an experience in itself. You, um, you but, missed the, the Jersey Star. Yeah, so the Jersey Star is, the, I think, the most expensive one they do, which is a three pickup 
Um, it's, it's the 84 body shape, which yeah. is kind of a, a, a heavily contoured sort of super strat, sort of almost offset. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the deal with this one, um, which I only found out um, from someone that I work with because it was like his dream guitar in the 80s, um, and they don't mention it on the website, I'm guessing, because they probably can't. The Jersey Star was the Bon Jovi guitar. Um, oh right, of course, yeah, they're from signature yeah. of um, Richie Sambora, I believe. Oh, it makes sense because so, Jersey, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I believe that they, it was the Richie Sambora Jersey Star from Kramer in the eighties. He obviously then moved to, um, I'm guessing, Fender. He we had a Fender oh, signature that. for a while. I don't know what he has now. Um, and yeah, I'm guessing they've bought this back. They can Richie obviously Sambora. Call it- what? Yeah, what? Did you say what he has Yeah, what now? does he play now? Uh, Let's pull. Yeah. Don't, oh, really? Wasn't there... We talked about I it at one point. I interviewed him, yeah, remember? You, didn't you interview him and he had, he um, had a 59? Yeah, he had And he an went, do you want to have a look? No, yeah. no, no, no. But he was what's, drunk. What's his, like, <laughs> signature model right now? Because, like, he's gone through a number oh, of them. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I know for a while there was an ESP, which was, like, a weird... It looked like a Gibson Sonics, but with the bottom bit cut off. Uh, it's quite weird, and there's obviously the Strats, which had the star inlays as well, and then yeah, this Jersey Star. Right. Okay. Um, I've always thought, apart from the Sonics one, I've always thought his signature guitars have been quite cool. But yeah, I don't know what he's playing right now. But uh, yeah, quite cool. so anyway, the Jersey Star, great looking guitar, and then they also do. It's interesting. Sorry, just before you move on, interesting yeah. uh, pickup selector positioning. It runs like the opposite direction to what you would expect it to. Yeah. So rather than, uh, if you imagine most guitars, the pickup selector runs kind of diagonally. Like up and down the guitar. Well, yeah, up and down the guitar or towards the, it's sort of in line with the, uh, in line with the volume knobs. Whereas this is running kind of perpendicular to it. It's really weird, which I assume has been done. So, because, you know, he's rocking out on that and he's using his Floyd. I don't know. Does the original one look like that? And I assume it's been done so that you don't accidentally go, you know, change your pickup by mistake. So, yeah, I'm actually just, I'm on a website now which catalogues all of his signature models and it looks like, yeah, the original one is the Kramer. I don't know if these are in order, actually. I'm assuming that they are. Kramer, then... A black Paisley Stratocaster, which looks awesome, uh, which is basically like a Floyd, the star inlays, black Paisley, maple neck, looks incredible. Oh, that sounds good. Then there's a um, Japanese Sambora signature, which is just like a Sienna Sumba Strat. Then you've got the Mexican uh, signature, which is like a white or black Strat or red as well with just dot inlays and with a, a Floyd. Uh, and then there's USA ones, which are, the, again, the star inlays, the uh, Floyd, and it's like, yeah, Sienna Sunburst, white, and probably black as well, I'd imagine. Uh, although it's got some sort of weird circuit board in it as well. Weird. I don't know what that is. But um, then, or, and then he had a double neck telly. Yeah, of course. Oh, um, yeah. That's what, now double necks, that's what I want to talk and then, about. Yeah, then the ESP LTD SA2, which is the one that looks like a Gibson Sonics, but with a very, very weird... Oh, yeah, oh. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and Pal- a Pauletti Strat. Uh, that looks like it's just handmade for him. Um, and then a load of custom shop strats. So, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. But uh, how did we get here? Oh, yes, Kramer. Yeah. So as well as the Originals collection, there's also the Modern collection, which actually I think is just 
basically the guitars they've been doing for a while, the Assault guitars, um, the Assault Plus and the Assault 220. Oh, so are, this is, the modern collection is very much, I guess, more their budget line of stuff, isn't it? Uh, well, I mean, not necessarily because these go up to, I'm just having a look on pricing now. I think these are, they're kind of more expensive than the basic right. originals. They're, so the Assault 220, which I guess the closest thing is like... Which is their single cut. That's their it's Eclipse. It's kind of ESP Eclipse-esque. Yeah. Um, that's $380. And then the plus, I'm assuming, is more money. Man, um, I am excited about Kramer being back because they are... 829. They're just a bit cooler than all the other brands doing this sort of thing. It, I, I wouldn't say cooler. It's definitely different. Like, for example, that you know, most of those guitars that are Les Paul-esque but shreddy, Yeah. pretty much all of them have a, a rosewood or an ebony board. Kramer's have maple. Which right. gets something different. You've got yeah, the reverse definitely. hockey stick headstock. It's a bit more eighties. They're a bit more sticking to their eighties guns yeah. a little bit. Also, the D one bass. Yes. Do you remember this bass? They, they've done this for years. Yeah. They did this when when we were all at, at, at GAC in the yeah, shop. Yeah. Um, do you remember this bass? It was absolutely fantastic. Like pound for pound spec was fantastic considering its price point. It was like a mahogany body, ebony board. It, like the the preamp in there sounded excellent. It was like a Music Man style humbucker. I think it was an EMG. I think it, it is was a, an actual licensed pickup. It sounded incredible, and I think this guitar was what's the price point? Four nine nine dollars. I mean, yeah, four four hundred ninety nine. So you know, what we're looking at, like three hundred and fifty, three hundred eighty quid, something like that. Yeah, roughly. But you know, that's that's not a lot of money for something with all of these incredibly premium parts. I just remember it being one of those guitars in the bass department in GAC that people would overlook because Kramer only do the the one bass yeah. and they're certainly not a name as far as bass is concerned and people would walk out with especially if they were looking for guitars like that they would walk out with active humbucking basses for twice the price that were not as good just because people wouldn't look at these these things I, I've got a lot of time for Kramer I'm really glad this brand is back well two feet. things the guitars look great but for the first time in ages, it's like a guitar website that I actually want to stay on and look around. <laughs> like the actual website experience is just really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Which is a bit of a weird thing to talk about. On, but on the front page, that cool. guy's armpits look really smooth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really into that. Anyway, I can hear something in the distance. Oh, yes, that's right. It is the quacking of the question duck signalling that it is time for the question segment. What is happening I mean, of this it's, podcast? It's the woofing of the question a, dog, a, apparently. Yeah, yeah, well, that is, he's getting excited about the question duck being here. Right, okay. Um, no one but, likes this. Anyway, uh, so we've got, we've got a few questions. I actually allocated extra time. I put in loads of questions. And now... We're almost out of time. I just, you just—it never worked. You, you've always got this idea that we don't yeah. have enough to talk about, and yeah. we, every week we run out of time. I feel like I went off on one about plectrums. We talked about two things in the news. <laughs> yeah. Two. Okay. 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 So before we start doing the actual questions, I want to talk about. Uh, uh, I want to talk about uh, listeners and uh, and which one of us you, you all think we we are because on our uh, on our Facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash katana's forum the header image is a picture of all four of us and uh, and one of our listeners Sarah Garrard said uh, I'd like to put names to faces and faces to voices can you read out who is who left to right from the header photo uh, which I asked her if she could take a stab at who she thought was who to who left to right so the the image uh, on the on the header of our facebook group is is mark you know little smiley mark hello yeah, there there you go and then there's me with my big you know luscious mustache 
Jay Cross towering above everyone else. He's a tall boy with his with his colourful hat, and then Matt Knight with his cheerful beard and friendly <laughs> demeanour. Beardful you know. cheered. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so Sarah's, Sarah's taken a pop, and so she said, uh, "In at number one, uh, the cheeky one with she's a high voice." Yeah. So in at number one. So this is a picture of of Mark. She's she's assumed that because of your high pitched voice that you are the the shorter one of the four of us, and so she is guessed that in fact um in fact you are uh that mark is you and then she's correctly guessed me as i imagine anyone would um, and then uh being matt, the celebrity of the yeah. group and then jay she thinks is matt yeah and matt she also thinks is me uh which is uh it's pretty good but uh but yeah there you go the we were completely you I'm afraid you were almost completely wrong except for me Sarah but, but you're the but most recognizable because you're the biggest idiot obviously obviously I am but moving on to a real question Aaron Sherman said is the era of uh, of big looper based pedal boards over what are you guys seeing at shows and whatnot I've been into uh, a smaller board with just a dynamic fuzz and overdrive delay and modulation getting uh, the most out of the guitar pedals amps as possible. I think just cable straight into the amp. Uh, this is ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, from being from from playing shows where people generally do have larger larger boards, that boards downsized, and and that started with the MS3. But I think has carried on more with sort of Line Six Helixes and things like the uh, the Helix. HX stomp. stomp, things like that. People are starting to integrate those into boards and minimise boards. People are becoming less afraid of either. People are becoming less afraid of multi-effects and or multi-effects are getting better or people are just getting fed up with um, with Tap patch dancing. cables. Well, no, I mean, because switches get rid of the, you know, that. But, you know, it, it must be one in three four shows that I go to that are sort of like a math or a post-rock show where something goes wrong with someone's pedal board at some point because they're, they are such massive boards. There are so many you know, patch cables going on. People are bound to have errors. And I think people have been reducing boards on account of that. But surely with the switcher, it's yeah. easy to eliminate the problem. Because if you turn a loop on and it doesn't work, it must be those two patch cables. Yeah. And if yeah. you turn it on and there's no signal, it's either your input cable or your output cable. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, y- You're totally right. It says, says to me that these people need to maintain their equipment better. <laughs> yes, definitely. That is says to me something. that these people should not be letting their equipment <laughs> leave their bedroom. I mean, absolutely not. <laughs> But, um, Absolutely not. But I, I do. I still. I think the MS3 and things like the Helix becoming accepted by, like the Helix being accepted by genres outside of sort of. We've spoken about this before, like how you know. I think metal was always going to be the genre that was going to go for the Helix because they're not too fussed about having amps on stage. But the fact that the Helix is now being integrated into boards with other pedals and things like that, and it's, it seems to be used by more organic bands as well. Um, I, I think is naturally causing a, a, a smallness of board. What do you mean more organic bands? Uh, I mean bands that would use amplifiers on stage, that, that would still want Valve stuff. Oh, we see. Okay. So so not organic sounding. You, you're absolutely right in that, in that sense. I'm thinking of math bands, which obviously their guitar sounds are anything, you know, but organic, but... I think there's still there's still a sort of um, like a desire to have a valve amp, and um, you know people want to spend the money on the 
on the respected drive pedals and 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 analog delay pedals and have real space echoes on stage and stuff like that. There's still that more concern about image here. Yeah, can <laughs> can I um, can I just jump in here? Yeah. Um, it's on a similar note, talking about uh, real amps and stuff. I got around to watching the Ola England video about the Pod version two right. uh, that you put out what a couple of weeks ago, Matt. Uh, yeah, I think last week maybe. Yeah, something like that. Where basically he said. Yeah, the first ever kind of multi-effects thing I ever got was a pod. And he basically did a demo of a pod 2 on his channel. And it sounded really, really good. <laughs> like, for all the changes we've gone through with, you know, all the other things that are available, he just made it sound great. And it does go to show that, um, you know, with a bit of post-processing, you can make all of these things sound wicked. He was doing... He did some with the built-in um, cab modelling that's in there. Oh, really? Still sounded really good, but then also did it with the amp modelling and then another IR that he was using on his door. Um, and it sounded even better. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy how good... The, even the older technology uh, still is. And, you know, you can pick up a pod for, like, 50 quid. Mm. And they sound really good. On a similar note, I also watched a video where a guy was comparing... To a JMP, uh, like all the way up, recorded uh, in a studio versus the HX Stomp, um, and there was definitely a difference between the two. But with again, with a little bit of post processing, the HX Stomp sounded very, very similar to the point where like you could you could still tell the difference, but not there wasn't much of a difference. Right, um, and it was very much that like intangible thing because they were like yeah. maybe it's a bit more bass let's dial in a bit more bass and see if we can get there and it wasn't quite right and they were like oh maybe it's something in the mid let's try and adjust that a little bit and it wasn't quite there it's just you can't replicate that moving air but the HX Stomp for something that you could record at, at home uh, record yeah. on at home without like miking up an amp and turning it literally all the way up um, it sounded great it sounded great and you know any of that will will do that job i, um, I think the um i think the thing is the the more that technology goes on it's, it's it is difficult to go how much better i mean there's obviously more headroom and you know there's obviously a better frequency range it's but it's a feel thing as well yeah you know um just it it just i guess it feels more real if you want to put it in some way but that that's the, the better it's got, the better processing, the better you get that like interaction back, the more you sort of play. I think that's the thing. It's like they still sound really good. And for most people, it's good enough. Yeah. It's just how it how it feels for most people. And it's always that next step onto, I guess, trying to capture what is effectively just plugging a guitar straight into an amp. I wonder if it will go down, if we'll see more companies go down the route of doing similar things to what, like the Tone Master has done which is you know taking single yeah yeah taking modeling. one sound and putting that you know replicating that in a kind of digital platform yeah um because you know i talked a lot about how much i love the the time master twin and it's just like it's made me want to buy a twin again you know i got rid of my twin because it was you know as you were talking about them too big too big it's just too loud you know too loud too heavy and just too inconvenient i, d I do think there is an element of un unreliability with with valves i certainly think yeah. if you were touring or something it is it's something to be concerned about you know the i you know i i am worried when i tour with my ctm 300 or valve head as opposed to touring with an abm 600 which is just valve preamp yeah and i'm like oh well i know this is going to be fine and there's an element of being worried when you're taking something all valve. And I mean, I, taking I think when you're touring, it almost 
I would rather sound maybe slightly not as good and have reliability. Like it was the reliability. Yeah, because like nobody else knows. Well, exactly. Yeah, you know, and uh, taking a kind of longer form view on this, there's only like I think three factories in the world now who are making valves. Yeah, like they're gonna they're gonna stop at some point. Yeah, you know, and unless there comes along a new technology that's able to replicate valves yeah you know in and does does the same thing what then... about new tube oh, exactly <laughs> yeah no you're right sorry i take it back uh but no i you know i wonder if that's the way that we'll see people go rather yeah. than you know the technology has got to the point where you can replicate basically anything maybe replicating <laughs> taking it you know looking backwards almost uh and replicating one thing that you really like you know yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I um I really like using uh, Tim, the guitarist in in my band, as like a, a the blind taste test for for how does Tim feel about this <laughs> <laughs> for for amp sounds? Just because he doesn't have any of the um a, any of the the sort of the, the pre ideas that that we that we would have about equipment. Yeah, it, it's re- because he doesn't know anything about gear. It's great to actually just. Uh, give him stuff to try and see what he actually thinks sounds good. Like I've mentioned it before, but I still think when we were tracking guitars, I, I needed I, I needed him to have a silent sound in the room. So I, I gave him a Kemper to play through, and I was like, just found, find a, a sound that you like. And he, at the time, was playing through Orange Rocker 30s, and he found the Rocker 30 sound. And of course, it's not named that, so he had no idea that was the preset he was using but he found that one and was like yep this one sounds good and uh, i just thought oh that's 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 actually yeah yeah, yeah. that's a really good um sort of well to to his ear i guess as as much as the thing but also that 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 completely without knowing and without really caring about the product and its heritage that he thought the kemper one was um was there you know and 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 likewise when when we started using helixes he really didn't get on with the with the orange presets on the on the helix and right. use the vox ones instead you know sort of i don't think they were um i don't think they were the same orange amps modeled but he certainly couldn't get that orange feel out of those in the same way he could the kemper but i i you know i, I know it's slightly off topic but i think it's a really interesting way to that, that's what we kind of need people that don't know anything about the what you're supposed to think about the equipment to actually judge if the digital replications of things yeah, are yeah, in any yeah. way accurate. Yeah. And we will never be able to judge those things no. fairly because we'll always have you know a horse in that race, I guess. Anyway, we are um, we are very much over time on uh, on this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. Well, at least we're going to be doing a nice short uh, <laughs> Patreon episode. Yes, you can, of course, listen to an entire extra episode of Guitar Nerds every Because if week. you remember, Joe, you said, yeah, no, it's going to be done in half an hour. And I was like, no, it's going to be an hour. That's right. We're gonna and be... then how long was it? It was an hour. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Okay, so we're going to be yeah. continuing over on our Patreon. You people are just in my house. Uh, so um, Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. We're going to be doing the second in our 10-part Gear of the Decade series over on uh, on Patreon. So each week we're going to be talking up the best bits from 2010 to, through to 2019 and then deciding upon the best gear products of the entire decade. So it's this, an 11 part series. No, no, it's 10 because we've we already decided the best gear of 2019 in gear of the year. 
which was very recent. All right. So we're not going to I'm repeat. I'm the idiot. <laughs> no, not at all. Anyway, so to become a Patreon supporter, it costs only a dollar a month, and you can uh, you can enjoy the podcast ad free and early every week. Plus, you can be a part of our live audience and participate in our semi regular gear. Uh, guitar nerds live episodes at the five dollar tier you can enjoy an entire extra episode every week plus access to our back catalogue of mini series like the question hole bar chords and the friday special and at the ten dollar tier you can become an executive producer and enjoy all these benefits plus prestigious honor of having your name sung in the podcast outro song you can follow us on all major social platforms with at guitar nerds and you can join us on our facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum thanks very much for tuning in and we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery farewell cheers gang goodbye bye yes Jeffrey Wax and Eric Hammer, Mario Turan and Brian Einzler, Gavin Van der Linden, Jacob McGee, Marcus Aukadawaki and Stuart Robson, Robin Butworth and Neil Milton, Rob Marstow and Christian Lunhans and Keith Adams and Eric Farr, Andrew Good, Ben Peters, Richard Sudworth. the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Winning is an everyday mindset, and we're here to help. I'm Craig Robinson 
Join me and Coach John Calipari for Ways to Win. We're kicking off during March Madness. Cal's Kentucky Wildcats are in the hunt. So throughout the tournament, I'm going to call up my friend to ask about his wins, losses, and especially what he's telling his players in the locker room. You got to win every day. Find the Ways to Win podcast anywhere you listen. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.